Welcome and thank you for tuning into the Joy Tutor Podcast. I am your host, Joanna Williams. Together, we will unpack, learn, teach, and celebrate the journey of emerging entrepreneurs and courageous trailblazers. Let's dig in. Hey, love. Hi. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the Joy to the Podcast. I'm so happy and blessed to have you on the show, especially after I did that post in the, was it Women Helping Women mm. Facebook group chat? I just did a little post and bam. <laughs> <laughs> the door but was opened. <laughs> it was open. Absolutely. Uh, but I am so grateful. Um that you were able to walk through the door and bless me with your time, especially your story. Definitely amazing. I cannot wait to get into it and share you with the audience. So with that being said, please introduce yourself. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I do appreciate it. Um, my name is Christian Cashel. I am the owner of Dynamic Image Publications, where we create literature that creates change. I'm also a 10-time author. I always have to pause with that because it's either nine or 10. As horrible as that sounds. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It might be 10. I'd have to sit and count them all. I'm also an editor. I'm also a writing coach. I'm also a publisher um, on top of that, on top of that, on top of that. So in a nutshell, that's what I do. <laughs> I love it. Well, let me just say, I need an editor. I'm here, girl. <laughs> Fumbling and not knowing what I was doing. I said, you know what? I'm going to fail forward with this. As the founder of Joy Tutor, I help other entrepreneurs pretty much strategize, organize, and come up with a roadmap, develop a roadmap and execution plan. And I'm like, how can I put my cupcake methodology and my, apply my project management entrepreneurial skills into like, a system. Well, I created my own planner, entrepreneur execution robot planner. Had no clue what I'm doing, but I said, you know what? Let's just fail forward and put it out there. So I may have to have you edit that. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing about social media and the internet now is we can always do a new edition. Um, I definitely was the same way. My first book was horrible. It was not edited the cover was fully black no no picture nothing it was just the words on the on the title like it was white words um it was horrible but I loved it so much it was it was my baby um but it was definitely a learning curve that was when I realized that this was truly a business it wasn't just oh you can write you've been writing forever so just write a book it it was definitely a whole other ball game that I was not prepared for um, but I, I believe that it is my calling. So I had to learn quick. <laughs> basically. Yes. And you know, the beauty about that first version is it always highlights how far you've come and how much you have grown. Yes. Looking back at the very first version, what <laughs> would you tell yourself? What advice would you send back in the bottle? I think my biggest piece of advice would be to write what I wanted to write and not what I thought other people wanted to read. Mm. I think I tried to 
fit into a specific box of what I thought was popular. And it wasn't until maybe like my third or fourth book that I really felt like, okay, this is what I want to write. This is, this is my sweet spot. Um, but I was trying to, you know, appease the crowd. And I think we get caught up in that, even as adults. I actually wrote my first book that I published in high school. I wrote it my senior year of high school and I didn't publish it until I was out of college. Um, so it was, it was a learning curve for me there, but I would definitely, that would be my biggest piece of advice is write what you want to write. And what is it that you love writing? I love writing triumph in any type of way. Um, so when we first started Dynamic Image, I used to say everything was centrally themed around redemption, faith, and triumph over adversity. So I think my biggest theme would be even just the little things, a lot of things that people may not find traumatic in mainstream, it's still traumatic for somebody. So even if it's a little story or something that may not be um, widely seen as traumatic, it's still something you have to get over. So I love write, writing about stories where people get over their insecurities or they get over traumatic events in their lives and actually come out of them learning something, but still entertain. So I love to say like I'm in between urban fiction and Christian fiction. I'm like, I still want to entertain you, but I want to teach you something at the same time. Before we started recording, I was mentioning to you how I have a girlfriend who's getting into writing her own comic book. That is awesome. So she has like different superpowers that gotcha. each person would possess. If you had a superpower, what would it be? I don't know. I think I would toy between reading minds and maybe like mm. teleportation. Because I, I love to travel. <laughs> But I think like the traveling aspect of like getting to where I'm going is horrible. Like if I can just teleport to the beach, <laughs> I would be great. <laughs> oh my God. Me living in New York? I get it. Oh, I cannot imagine. I can't imagine. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different level of traffic <laughs> out here. Yeah. Um, so you're in St. Louis, mm -hmm. right? It's hometown. Uh, I'm from Illinois. Um, Alton, Illinois is about 10 minutes from St. Louis, but we, we, we make that distinction because people don't want to say, oh, you think you're from St. Louis? No, <laughs> but I'm close. <laughs> no. You are a rock's throw. Um, okay. And so the reason why I bring that up is just, it's so amazing how big the world is, but yet it's so small because I was literally just in Maryland Heights where you are and <laughs> raised my three kids in Belleville, Illinois, which is not that far from Alton, Illinois. Right. You know, um, it's just the synchronicity of it all. But um, so with that being said, as I mentioned again before we re recorded that I do host um, annually a Celebrations of Courage event. And I was considering doing a multi-city celebration Ooh. this year so st louis will definitely have to be on the top of that list i'm very proud of the city for like the networking events they've been doing just a lot of things that i feel like weren't around when i was like younger maybe looking for um information about what i was doing starting a business um i think it's a lot more accessible now so i'm really excited about that and that's why i was going with that is to say i too have noticed a growth in mm. the entrepreneur scene in St. Louis. Yes. 
I think it's the Billionaires Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, I think they're based out of um, St. Louis as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they are. Um, they actually have a building. Um, they oh, really? hosted a, Yeah, they hosted an event that I was a vendor at not too long ago. I think it was last Valentine's Day. So, yeah, it's definitely a, a growing community here. St. Louis is putting, you know, well, I should say entrepreneurs are putting St. Louis on the map. So yes. <laughs> with that being said, what type of impact or change do you want to make within the entrepreneur space? I think the biggest thing that I want to change is the professionalism of books. Hmm. I think when I was putting, when I first started putting books out is when self-publishing came around and a lot of times um, it's actually looked down upon in the literary industry when you self-publish because there's a stigma attached to it. There's a stigma that it's not professional, hasn't been edited, things like that. Um, and it was basically how I came out. I self-published. My book wasn't edited. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't polished. But as I grew and learned, there was a lot of things that major publishers do that self-publishers authors weren't doing. And I kind of want to bridge that gap. Like there's so many resources available to make your book look professional, even if you're self-publishing. Um, and I think as entrepreneurs, it's very important to have something tangible to give to your audience. Even if you're not um, a service provider or um, if you have products, having a book sets you on a whole other level as an entrepreneur. Um, so I think being a resource to the major literary industry is something that I take very serious. Given that the barrier to entry for entrepreneurship is pretty low, depending on what industry, correct? Right. People around me are really eager to jump into that self-publishing world, but it can be very intimidated, myself included. What pearls of wisdom would you give someone like myself who would look to edit or a friend of mine who would like, you know, Joe, I saw you did your own planner. How can I dip into that as well as far as publishing? What advice would you give us? Do your research and pray. <laughs> the reason and the reason I say that is because it is a plethora of information available, but you often have to sift through the people who may be, I don't want to say necessarily scamming or trying to scam you. But a lot of people throw information up for the sake of likes and views. You have to find someone who is genuinely giving information for the love of that industry. Um, so there's a difference. So even with me, like I, most of my work is freelance for other people, but I also offer free resources on my website. I do free um free videos on Facebook where I may have questions that I'll answer. Like, so I give away a lot of free information because this is information that I wish somebody would have told me, um, but was readily available. I just didn't know where to look. So I think the biggest, the biggest pro with social media is being able to just search a word, search a title, but just sift through it and take your time. It's, there's so many books, like you can get on Amazon right now and look up a million different books. So your idea isn't going anywhere, <laughs> but you want to do it in a way that you're proud to have your name attached to it. So I would just say, do your research, find somebody who's doing what you want to do, 
get over that fear of feeling like they you may be copying them and ask them for advice. I have people in my inbox all the time. I love talking about publishing and I love talking about writing. Being a resource is important to me. And I know a lot of people in my industry who feel the same way. So as far as graphic design, because we touched on that a little bit earlier, what advice would you give as far as someone trying to do their own graphics or hiring someone? The biggest lesson that I have learned is to delegate duties. Um, I do some of my graphics, uh, but it's basically just um, be consistent with your designs and take your time. But if you have to save to budget for someone to do it, that is a professional. I know it seems like a hit sometimes, especially when you're self-publishing because the whole financial burden is on you. But it's so much more rewarding when you get somebody to do the work right. Um, for the longest, I did my own logo. I did my own websites. And it was like every year I was trying to revamp it, right? Every year. I didn't like it because it wasn't professionally done. Like I'm a professional in my industry. I'm not a graphic designer. It wasn't until two years ago that I actually hired somebody. And I'm in love with my website now. Like I would not change it. Um, but it took me a while to get to that point. So graphics design is a very touchy subject in the industry um, just because there's so many people. But even if you think about like resources like Pfeiffer, um, they offer affordable graphics design. Some of them are overseas, but they still get the work done. It's just all about what you feel is important to your project and budget for that, basically. You don't have to spend some money. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it I, goes. I, look. <laughs> The graphic design aligns and ties back to your branding. For sure. Because I have an IT background, have I been able mm. to do quite a bit of my own graphic design? But I do not shy away from hiring a professional. You cannot skimp on that. You can't. You're only cheating yourself and your business, really. For you sure. Know, if, if you do that. But I'm so excited uh, to definitely get you connected with my circle because I have quite a few entrepreneur friends who are eager to put something out there to publish, you know, bodies of work. But oftentimes, like I said, we do not know where to start. And there's a plethora of information out there on, on the Internet, but it's also more rewarding to have you know, someone like yourself, who's a professional, who's been in the industry for years, who published multiple books. I really hope this episode is helping someone and empowering them to say, you know what? I'm sitting on this. I yeah. Where can we go to review your videos and hire your services and also check out some of your free resources? The website is dipublicationswithas.com. Our blog has a lot of the free resources there, but you can also link to our social medias through the website. Um, I also have a free self-publishing checklist on my website if you subscribe to the newsletter. It gives you a step-by-step -step on what you need to do to self-publish your book. Um, I do offer that service for people who just don't have the time to do it, but there are a lot of people who like to do things you know, their own, so I give that step-by-step that -step list if you prefer. Either way, our socials is dip underscore books and that's Instagram. That's our biggest one. I do have a YouTube channel where the videos are uploaded, but you can just search dynamic image to find those there. 
Awesome. And as you were given the breakdown of your list for the free resources for those who have more time than money, can exactly. afford. <laughs> yes, I understand. Um, what I wanted to quickly pick your brain about was as I was publishing my entrepreneur planner, one of the steps was I had to purchase an ISBN number. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, it's uh, the best way I could describe it is like your social security number for your book or something, right? That's exactly it, what I tell my clients. It is your book social security number. So can you just, just provide a little bit more color around that for those listeners who are like, what are they talking about? Right. <laughs> so um, the, and those are, it's very important. So whenever you think about books legally, you think about protection. So you always want to make sure you copyright it. And you almost always want to make sure that you have your own ISBN. And the reason I say that is because a lot of websites like Amazon and a lot of places who help others self-publish will offer you a free ISBN. But what they're doing is they're assigning themselves as the publisher. So you have rights to that, but technically it's not yours. So say, for instance, if you wanted to if you published it through Amazon and got their free one, but then you decide you want to sell it to someone overseas for the rights in a different language, you would basically have to go through Amazon to ask them if you could sell your book because you use their ISBN. So when you get your own, you have all the rights. So when you go look up any of my books on Amazon, you'll see that dynamic image is listed as the publisher because that's our imprint is registering all of the ISBNs. So nobody else has rights to my books except us. And then we give everybody else permission instead of the other way around. Yeah, as I was reading that, because I went through Barnes and Nobles to publish okay. my book. And I said, wait a minute, my this doesn't feel right. Exactly. And, just, and I did, like you said, research right you had the internet google it and I, I did just that and for what I understood was that the publisher owns the rights to <laughs> my work so I took a step back and did more research to figure out okay how do I purchase or obtain an ISB it took a little bit more work but I figured it out then for I sure. also did my copyright as well um, any advice as we segue into copywriting around going through that process? Should they do it before they publish or purchase yes. the ISBN? If you are planning to publish more than one book, I will say to purchase your ISBNs in bulk. You can actually get 10 of them for, I think it's like $290 or it's basically $300 opposed to one for 125 even if like, I know some people who will buy them and sell them, um, but you have that option. Like I, I just purchased my second set of ISBNs because we ran out of the first one. That's a flex. Um, but I, I would definitely suggest doing that. The free resource that I have on my website has the website where you actually go purchase it because you'll also get websites like LegalZoom where it says, oh, we'll, we'll register it for you. But it's not the correct website is somebody doing the work that you could be doing yourself and you're paying them to fill out a form. It's literally as easy as filling out the information. But a lot of people don't know that because it's just not readily available. Um, With the copyright, 
I will say that the poor man's copyright is not going to hold up in court. So for people who say, oh, mail the book to yourself and it's copywritten, that is not true. Um, I always recommend people getting their copyright before they publish, because a lot of times if you are shopping traditional publishers, you're sending your work to them. Um, and I'm just not that trusting of them. <laughs> I would prefer you have some type of protection um, before you deal with certain people. If you are doing it before a copyright, get something written that both of you are signing that says that they won't share your work. Listeners, you can hear how each step is critical and vital sure. to protecting your body of work. I definitely will go through you my second time around <laughs> for editing and as well as, you know, hire you to help me figure out whether I'm missing any steps because mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm just a, a, a business developer portfolio manager you got other right. stuff to do I got other stuff I'm staying in my lane yes <laughs> <laughs> I definitely am leaving it to the professionals so we we did cover the ISBN we covered the copyright now as far as let's say for example I want to change the look and feel of the book of my book right I want like mm-hmm. a soft back and more of a very small size I had struggled looking for other companies who to print with. Mm. Like, how do you how, how do you get to that point? How do you find <laughs> them? There's so much out there on the internet. Oh my gosh. It really is. Um, I have a couple of printers and distributors that I work with for my freelance clients based on their desires. So if I have like a girl putting out a planner, she wants the tabs and, you know, colorful things. There's one printer that I'll say, hey, they can do all this. It's a little bit more expensive, but these are your options. Um, It's really it's really just researching, honestly. But I've done it already. So, you know, it's like I'm I'm here. I'm the resource. Um, So it's a little easier for me. But I definitely go through all of the options with my clients based on what they tell me they want, or if they have a budget, I'm like, okay, this is out of your budget. This is what you want. This is what we can do. Um, But it's definitely, the biggest thing that I'll say is if you're doing research on your own, definitely look up reviews, see if they are able to give you a sample. Don't ever buy anything in bulk before you see a proof. Like I'm 100% get a printed proof, one copy, so you can see what it looks like before you go into production, because I know some companies don't do that. And I don't trust those that don't. It just doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, yeah. This is good information, good nuggets. (laughs) There are so many printing options now and so many ways to distribute it because self-publishing is such a big industry um, that literally whatever you want can be done. It's just what you want to pay for. Speaking of... (laughs) what you want to pay for in in dollars and cents. So now that I have my book copyright, I have my uh, my ISBN number and I have my digital version of my book ready and uploaded to Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. I backed away from Amazon because the math was not math. The math does not math on Amazon. You mean to tell me I'm gonna make a dollar and 
If that, Let's get if that. I tell people all the time, if you love me, buy the book from my website. <laughs> that part. I send them to I, Barnes and Nobles on my site. Okay. I am not one of those people who has to have an Amazon bestseller because Amazon is not paying bestsellers. They're not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't understand how they can get away with it, um, but it depends on your goals. I tell everybody, I put it on Amazon because it's Amazon, right? But what you push for your book depends on your goals. So if you're looking for that recognition of having an Amazon bestseller and what comes along with that, which is not a problem, that's not, you know, if that's for your industry, that's fine, then you push them to Amazon. But if you have a goal, like a specific financial goal, get your own website, sell your book yourself, because what I do, I order author copies from Amazon and I sell them on my website and I get a bigger royalty. Amazon is charging you to promote a book that they're not promoting, basically. They're not giving incentives for you to have their book listed. They're just saying, hey, if we have to print it, this is the royalty that you're getting. But they don't advertise your book. They don't, you know what I'm saying? They don't do that. They may do it if it's like a related book to something somebody else buys. But even then, that's only after a certain amount of sales. So it really depends on your goals. My goal is to not, I don't have to be an Amazon bestseller. My books reach who they need to read. And I am running the business and I need my money. So I, I order my own copies and sell them. But a lot of people don't want to run a website. You know, a lot of people don't want to deal with mailing their own books they don't want to deal with inventory so amazon is the better way to go for them so it just depends on what you you know decide for yourself i'm not i'm anti-amazon yeah for authors anyway (laughs) yes that's a hard no for me to give some context of what we are why we are saying what we are saying and feeling the way we are feeling (laughs) and you know when you Let's say you're ready, you know, to publish your book and you go through Amazon and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to sell my book for $9.99. Mm-hmm. And of course you're like, well, I know Amazon is not going to sell. There's going to be some type of small fee. Mm-hmm. Well, there is, let's break down the fees. Okay. So you have <laughs> the printing cost. You also right. have just the, the cost for the supplies there providing the paper and the stitching and all of that stuff so they have Mm -hmm. to charge you for that then they charge you the royalty fee Mm -hmm. and on a 9.99 book you are literally looking at a dollar or cents as profit Mm -hmm. opposed to my website where i ordered this author copy for two dollars and i'm selling it for 10 so that seven is mine exactly exactly we are really helping someone listening right now. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a learning curve because I have one of, I, I have other authors on my publishing team. And one of them, when she came in, she was all like, I want to be in Target. I want to be in Amazon. And I'm like, yeah, we want that. But, you know, you came to me and said there was a financial goal you needed. So we're going to, we're going to put this on the website first. And then drive sale, you know, it, some people prefer to shop on Amazon. I get it. We have gift cards. We got mm-hmm. Prime, things like that. 
But I think we're moving away from that as we kind of cultivate smaller businesses and we understand that these are people in their homes running businesses and I can wait a little while. You know, I don't have to get the book tomorrow, (laughs) you know, Um, but I think it's 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 very sad to me the way that they're taking royalties from authors. Yeah, it's a huge. I do not remember the number off the top of my head. Bars and Nobles was cheaper. They were not as okay. expensive as Amazon. Um, but like like you said, I order, you know, my author copies and then sell. Right now it's pointing to, to Barnes and Nobles just because it's just easier because I'm so busy right now. For sure. Just redirecting. But yeah, Amazon, I said, wait, oh no. I mm-mm. this is a hard no for me. <laughs> But that's the first thing people say. Are, are, are you, you on Amazon? Amazon? <laughs> are you on Amazon? Are you on Amazon? Come here. Yes. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, what's his name? Benzino? He, he, <laughs> is he, he's rich enough. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> you got my people like, girl, I cannot. So we have covered um, some really good topics. Um, anything else that jumps out that you think listeners should know and take with them as far as pros of advice? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I see as a drawback is people not knowing where to start when they're writing, like actually writing the book. Um, I get that a lot. Like, how do you start? What, you know, I'm stuck on a certain part. And my writers hate when I say this, but I say, just write. And they look at me like, stop saying that. And I'm like, no, just write, literally. You don't have to write a book in order. Like movies aren't filmed in order. They don't film beginning to end. They film the scenes that need to be filmed on that day. That's how I write my book. I literally, when I send my stuff to my editor, she's like, I know what part you wrote first. And I was like, <laughs> it's like a running joke with us because she can tell the part that I'm passionate about, I wrote it first because that was what came in my head. And then I can go back and fill anything in. I don't have to write in order. So I think what people get stuck on is feeling like they have to figure out the order ahead of time. Like, oh, I got to write this and I got to write this. If the end comes to you first, write the end. That's why you hire editors (laughs) to get it together. So um, don't get caught up in what it sounds like, what you think it might make sense. Write what's in your heart and what's in your mind. And then once you're done, we can put it into a book. That is so helpful. I am really getting <laughs> a lot from this interview. Because it makes sense, right? Like when you think it about it, sense. like, of course, why would I do that? It makes a lot of sense. And, and I have, for years, I've had people tell me, Joanna, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. You know, when are you going to write the book? When are you going to write the book? But I'm thinking I have to start from you know, from the day one, right? When I first got on my tricycle, (laughs) you know, and I'm going through middle school. Right. I think I have to go. I was born. Yeah. So just Mm -mm. let it flow, basically. Yeah. And what usually happens is the story will form itself because once you get into that flow of writing, it's like a muscle. So now that I've actually started doing it, I can say, oh, okay, so this this is a theme. So let's focus on that part. Um, and there's a lot of times when I write, well, I'll cut something out and save it for another book. Like it'll go somewhere, just not in this one. So hmm. editing is where the gold happens. 
as far as voice when you're writing, mm-hmm. should you write it in third person or first person? That depends on the theme. Okay. I think it depends on the message. I always ask my clients, what, what do you want me to get from this as your reader? And then we can decide on what works better for that. A lot of romances are like third person because we're looking into it. You notice a lot of self-help books are first person because they want you to identify with what they're saying. So it just kind of depends on the vibe, basically. Mm, very helpful. Yeah. Listen, y'all, yeah, yeah, don't you? <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys got all of this for the free 99. Okay. I'm loving it. So a lot of free resources. <laughs> yes. So with that being said, you know, tell us a time where you said, you know what, this isn't for me, but you came back to it. You know, what what keeps you coming back to this? Right before I hired a graphics designer, like I was saying earlier. I was at the point of like, I'm done. I'm going to just write. I don't got to publish it. Like, I'm going to just write and let people I like read it. Like, (laughs) I'm not doing any of this because it just felt like it was like a wall. Like, I wasn't getting where I wanted to get. Like, bookstores around here were rejecting our book. It was just really like, it was rough. For me, it was just kind of like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. And I had a conversation with my editors and they were just like, you're doing too much. Like, you can't be the publisher, the editor, the author, the graphics designer, the marketer. Like, you can't do that. And I have a really good support team. My family, my my parents specifically, put up the financial obligation to get my website redone. Because they know I was like, I'm about to quit. I ain't doing none of this. And they was like, well, what you think you need to get done? And it was like a light switch went off after I got my website done and I could see my brand clearly and professionally that it really wasn't about the website, but it was just kind of like, this is really a business, you know, like this is really something that other people depend on for an income. Like I have editors to pay. I have other authors to pay. Like this isn't just about me. And one of my authors, we were somewhere and she, she loves to give me my flowers. And so she was telling me about, you know, what happened when she was publishing her book and how she felt like no one was listening to her and I was like yeah I love this story let's publish it and that changed a lot for her and I was like oh my god like that's why I did this tell us about your books oh yes let's (laughs) we got time we got time I actually have recently I do a lot so I will preface this and say that my genres are all over the place I have drama romance um, nonfiction, poetry. I've been writing since I was eight, so I write a little bit of everything, and I probably will write a little bit of everything forever. So, but I'm really excited about the romances that I just recently released. This one's called Move the Needle. It's really popular right now with romance, like short romance books. Okay. But um, like I said earlier, I always kind of want to highlight some type of redemption or triumph. Um, so these were kind of like little fun stories for me to try, but they still have that theme that I like. So I think the biggest thing that I like to highlight is that Black people are, we come in all different forms, right? There's no one way to be Black. Um, and I think a lot of people in the literary industry forget that. We don't all have the, you know, the hood romance story. 
We don't, we're not all billionaires. We're not all entrepreneurs. Some of us have nine to fives, you know, but I think that those stories are still worth highlighting, especially when Black love is involved. So I'm just excited about, this is actually a series. So I'm working on the third part now, which will probably be out next year, but. Move the deal? Yeah. Love it. I love the name. Okay. It's about two alpha characters, like an alpha male and an alpha woman, kind of like bumping heads before they fall in love. So I love that. What else you got? We recently just released an anthology called Stop Walking With Your Head Down. And it is a group of about seven women discussing insecurities that they have in their industries and how they are overcoming those. So I have a female reverend. Uh, The ministry is very heavily male dominated. So there's a lot of things that she has to deal with. Um, There's a single mom who wrote, wrote about her struggle with her children. There's some infant loss, infertility issues. My chapter deals with suffering from perfectionism or trying to be perfect. That's a that's a very big deal. And I think a lot of people don't realize how harmful it is because it doesn't seem as traumatic, like I was saying earlier, as some other people's stories. But that's an epidemic. You know, perfectionism can have you stagnant and stuck. And while you are perfecting whatever it is that you're tinkering with, you're just in that same space. No forward movement. You're just perfecting where you are in that circle mm-hmm. <laughs> but I digress <laughs> no no seriously because then it breeds jealousy for people who are doing what you want to do like why are you mad at them because they decided to do it and you didn't it's it's a very slippery slope so I felt like it was important to include that chapter and that book is actually also benefiting a charity in Alton called Be a Bridge which is kind of like a generational gap between us and the younger younger girls in the community just kind of teaching them about God teaching them about different aspects of life so it was really important for me to create something to help that charity too that's awesome oh I have a couple girlfriends who love you know the romance novels so now I know what to gift them I am a single girl, so I'm all about the romance right now. So it's so many indie authors who have amazing books. And I feel like um, social media has definitely been really good about highlighting a lot of them and getting them the roses and flowers that they deserve. But it's literally, when I tell you, you can search any type of genre, you'll find a good book. I promise. And if not, I got recommendations. (laughs) and so with that being said as far as a good book Mm -hmm. it feels like we are more and I can't I shouldn't even say feel we are in the digital age right Mm -hmm. but right now I have on my nightstand a hard copy book Mm -hmm. because it is something about holding a book in your hand. I mean, I'm think about it. We're on our phones all the time. Not most, time. most people are, are on their phones all the time, but I don't want to speak for everyone. That's why I was hesitant. But we're able to watch TV. We check the weather. We pay our bills. We can work. We do a lot of things on our phone and we can do the obvious, which is read books. But there's just something about winding down. And that's how I practice my nighttime wind down routine Mm. by giving my eyes a break from 
the screens, but also, (laughs) yeah, that blue light wears me out. But then just reading a book also exhausts my brain. It's like, okay, it's got like cardio for my brain and my eyes (laughs) without the blue light. Um, So I am going to support you by way of ordering hard copies. But I was going to ask you, do you also offer for those who do prefer the digital version? Are your copies, your books, and your publications digital as well? Yes, they are. Um, I am definitely a book girl as well, but the industry is split. So I like to make sure that people have all options so they can't say, well, I only read uh, digital books. Okay, well, we got those two. (laughs) Working on audios. We have one on audio right now, but all of them are not. And that's just because I'm very picky. Like, I feel like my fiction books have to be like full productions. Like, I want voices for each character. Like, I don't want it to just be one person reading the book. So I'm the problem there. Um, But I do offer all of our books on Kindle um, and um, hard copies as well. And you mentioned audio books. That is a really big thing. Um, how, How is it? transitioning or have you fully transitioned into it it was very it was something I didn't want to do so uh, one of my authors her name is Mahogany Rain she put out our first devotional it's called Save Hot Mess and yes that is basically <laughs> self-explanatory say the name say the name one more time give it to the people one Save more time Hot Mess yes <laughs> I think all of us can kind of relate to that you know yes. in that in that faith so she was like, hey, I want to do an audiobook. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Even in general conversation, hearing her speak, her voice is very nurturing and it's very disalarming. So I'm like, well, if we're going to do it, you got to do it yourself. Like, I want your voice on it. So we found the local studio and we spent like all day recording it. And he edited. I did some editing. It was a process that I was very new at. And I think that's also a big piece of advice is being open to learning. Even if you've been in your industry for, you know, 20, 30 years, there's some piece of technology or some piece of something coming up that you don't know about. Be open to learning it. Cause I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what this cost should be. It was very much trial and error, but we've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. A lot of people were very responsive to it just because a lot of people get self-help books on audio now so I love that we did it but it was definitely a learning curve for me we cannot let you go without hearing what's next what's on the horizon I am excited because I am doing a book pop-up shop tour I plan to do one in Dallas and St. Louis of course And um, my purpose was, like I said earlier, I had a lot of rejection with bookstores and I want a space where indie authors can come and share their books outside of their home without having to go through the whole process of trying to get into a bookstore. So it's open to any author. You don't have to be one of our authors. Um, I will usually have like a sign up sheet right now, Um, but I'm excited. I'm really excited for that. Uh, We have about five books planned to release next year. I'm going to give away no titles, but we have a a jam-packed year coming up. So I'm excited about it. Well, that's awesome. Well, every June, um, we do our Celebrations of Courage events. Mm -hmm. And 
we definitely have to connect because maybe you could do a pop-up shop at the the brunch yeah. the award event. You know, we, we're gonna be real cute and dainty. Okay. Okay. We're gonna be real fancy. So <laughs> how can we get in touch with you? You know, I'm sure I myself included definitely need your services. But for anyone out there who is considering or is serious about starting their own, you know, publication, whether it be audio, written, digital, you are our go-to. Okay. Yes. So how, how do we how do we contact you? Who do we email, website, all of that? You can find me on any social media or like LinkedIn, things like that, under Christian Cashel. Um, but dynamic image is really like our website is the, the 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 hub so it goes to everywhere so if you just go to dipublications.com we we respond pretty quickly to messages um but like I said follow me on social media I drop resources all the time I'm always asking people what they need what questions they have so even if we're just connecting for future references I would love to have you all there and I'm just excited to help everybody write these books in 2023 honey Ooh, look at you going to be on a book writing tour, okay? (laughs) And I definitely will have to um, work with you on that second version. I mean, I put it out there. Yeah, I I just, I said, look, this is the process I'm using to help my entrepreneur crew try. It's needed. So needed. I'm like, let me get all these thoughts and these ideas and this method out of my head and put it on paper again, guys fail forward yeah yeah it may seem intimidating but fail forward take what you've learned from what you've been through pull it forward to the front propel you forward those are my pros of wisdom any words of advice in closing I would say all of that and then put it in the book (laughs) (laughs) I love it (laughs) Oh, I love it. Well, thank you, love, so much for being on the show. Um, we will thank definitely you for have having you me back with the pop-up shops. And you have to make your way to New York because I'm here. I actually have an author in New York. Her book just came out last year. So it's on my list of places to get to. Awesome. Well, we'll see you here. Yes, thank you, love. Thank you for joining and listening in. We greatly appreciate your time. To learn more about our business development classes, such as how to start a business, business plan development, and if you have a Wix website and you're struggling with updates, we got you. I'm also excited to announce that we've launched our new Entrepreneur Roadmap and Execution Planner along with the class. The class is maxed out at 14 registrants, therefore the class books very fast. However, we do have waitlist available. Sign up at joytutor.com. Also, last but not least, you can follow us on all the social medias at joytutor or joytutor inc. Until next time, take care.